This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, teaching influencers and bloggers how to become successful entrepreneurs. This is episode 68 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Morrows. Today, we're diving into how to choose a lead magnet. A lot of bloggers and influencers that come to me will often ask me whether or not they should have a list, or they'll say to me, why do I need to have a list? Well, today, I'm going to dive into exactly why you need to have it and how to decide what to create. You need to be building that list. You're going to hear exactly my thoughts on the algorithms and how it is affecting our presence online and what you need to be doing with your list so that it is beneficial for you so that you can monetize it. All right, guys, let's dive in. Okay, good morning, guys. It is Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, and I am live on the Jenny Mowers Facebook page. If you are listening to this podcast, you definitely need to join in live so you can get your questions answered. I am so excited that you all are here. As you are coming in, just give me a hey, give me a good morning so that I know who is here with me. I want to be able to answer your questions, address any concerns that you have, because today is something that I think is truly very, very important. And I think a lot of people miss this step. So I want to make sure that I know who is here with me. Good morning, Cynthia. Hey, Kelly, Marisa, Aaliyah. You have to tell me if I'm mispronouncing your name. Every time I go to say it, I feel like I'm messing it up. So Aaliyah, if I'm saying it wrong, please put it in there so that I make sure that I say it correctly. Good morning, Dale. I'm so excited, excited that you caught me live. All right, guys. Good morning, Jennifer. All right. As you are coming in, continue to give me a hey so that I know when I'm giving my examples who is here with me. Hey, Rosalyn. Glad that you are here. Um, you got it right. Okay, perfect. Yay. Okay, I was concerned about that. Teresa, good morning. Rita and Jess, perfect. You guys, there are so many live that are here with me, and I am so excited about that because I think that the topic we are talking about today is one of the toughest things for bloggers and influencers to wrap their brains around. So, what's that topic, right? Well, we are going to really dive into how to choose a lead magnet because a lot of people, good morning, Amy, a lot of people are really starting to try to figure out how to grow that list. We all are seeing the negative effects of the algorithms that are taking place from Facebook to Instagram to Pinterest. We are all getting kicked. So, we need to make sure that we are converting the people that are coming to our sites from Pinterest, Google, Facebook, everywhere else into audience members. We need to get them hooked on us. And a lot of people will say to me, especially I deal with this conversation constantly with my clients that are food bloggers. They will say to me, Jenny, why do I need a list? I'm not going to sell a product. Even if I did sell a product, it would be a cookbook. And I don't even know what that would look like anyways. Well, you need to drive traffic. You need to drive traffic to your site. There's no two ways about it. If you want to monetize, you need to be driving traffic to your site. And with all the algorithm changes, the best way to be able to do that is from your email list, you guys. So I need you to really start thinking and kind of changing it and getting a different mentality, a different mindset on 
growing your list. It is not about just having a list that is huge either. We're going to talk a little bit about this, how it needs to be a targeted list. Now, one of the things I want to make sure that I bring up is up in the description. If you are live with me, you will see that there is a link to my product launch starter guide. Make sure that you download that. That is going to teach you how to create this targeted lead magnet so that you can possibly think about a product. Just because you were a food blogger does not mean you do not have a product in you. There is very likely that your audience is coming to you for a specific reason. You need to figure out what that is and think about how you can help solve their problem, the reason that they're coming to you, right? So let's talk a little bit about a lead magnet and what it should look like. I'm seeing a ton of you continuing to come in. Good morning, Rosemary and Marley. Thank you guys for coming back over. I know that you were over in the membership site. So hopping back over to another training is awesome. We always love to be able to continue our trainings, right? So the first thing that I want you to keep in mind when you are trying to choose a lead magnet is to keep it simple to an extent, okay? In previous trainings that I have done, I have talked about lead magnets and I have talked about the idea that you can do a lead magnet that is a cheat sheet, a checklist, um, swipe copy of like emails maybe that you use. Um, you want it to be something that's not a ton of content, not a ton of reading that they need to do. So an ebook that is a hundred pages that walks me through um, how to organize my closet not what I'm looking for. Most people are not going to download an ebook anymore. They don't see the value in an ebook because, not because it's not valuable, but because they want something quick. They want something easy. They want a checklist. They want a cheat sheet. They want something where it is going to be valuable information that you're providing them with, but not totally overwhelming that they're like, oh, I can't, I can't sit down and read all this. I can't see how this is going to apply. I want to be able to print something out and to be able to put it next to my desk or put it on my refrigerator or um, walk into my closet to, to organize it and have it with me. Now, one of the things that we talked about last week is that a lean magnet shouldn't just be one page. It's not enough. You have to be doing more. So if you are going to think about creating a lead magnet, try to think of ways that you can organize your content so that it'll be bite-sized pieces of information for people. Checklist, cheat sheet, all of that kind of stuff, okay? I'm gonna give you some examples. There are some people that are here actually live with me that I know have amazing lead magnets, have been working on this. But there are pieces of this that you really need to think and keep in mind. So the first thing, like I said, you have to keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it and feel like you're going to write a book and be able to, or a lot of food bloggers like to take um, all of their recipes and put it into an ebook and say, here you go. No, that's not, you got to make sure it's targeted, solving a problem. Always keep that in mind. Okay. All right. So in order to create this lead magnet, we need to use data. I would love to see some emojis coming across my screen. If you all have seen the movie, it's the baseball movie where they build the baseball field in it. I cannot think of what the name of it is. Tell me in the comments if you remember the name of the movie. But Kevin Costner, I believe, is the one that's in it. And he has, if you build it, they will come. So they build this baseball field and then all the legends come and they play at the baseball fields. Um, field of dreams. I got it. See, I got it before you guys even could remind me. <laughs> get a little excited. Sorry. So that when you are building something, when you are putting together a product, um, it is not something, I got it, Jennifer, right before you posted. Um, it is not something where you can build it and they will come. That is not the way this is going to work. So you need to use data. 
You need to look at your Google Analytics. Don't have Google Analytics installed? Get it installed. Stat. Um, take a look at what posts are already driving content. You have audience members that are coming to, to specific content on your site already. What has Google decided that you're an expert in? What are you ranking for? You should be thinking about if I'm ranking for gluten-free desserts, then I better be creating a lead bank that's about gluten-free desserts. You want to look and see what people are already coming to you for so that you can then put a lead magnet into it, provide them with tons of value, and think about what a possible product might be. You can't create a lead magnet that um, maybe you talk about um, let's say cultural foods that you should be eating. You don't want to then create a lead magnet that is targeting a different audience than what's already coming to you for. I've had this conversation with a lot of different people. Um, Morgan in particular, I know she's not here, she's on vacation. But Morgan, when we first started working together in my mastermind, she had a post that went bananas around Halloween. So we tried to figure out a way to get a lead magnet in there that would connect and make sense. And the post was chicken boodle soup. It was very Halloween oriented. So she put together 10 other snacks that would be Halloween oriented. That would be quick and easy for them to be able to make. If they didn't, weren't making the chicken boodle soup, maybe they would want to use some of these snacks. Um, and put that in there. If you see posts that are doing really well, then put something in there that is going to be targeted and make sense for it. Don't put something in there just to put something in there, though. We're going to talk a little bit about this, okay? All too often, I am seeing people that will just put a, um, and I think I was probably one of the people that did this in the beginning, is I would put in a conversion chart. And I would say, okay, here's my conversion chart. Here is my recipe that's going viral. It's an Oreo cupcake recipe. And I'm going to put a conversion chart as a download into it. Conversion chart? Really? Anybody can get a conversion chart. That's not helping them. Sure, if they print it out and they use it, it might help like one or two people. But honestly, who's going to download a conversion chart? You probably are getting those in the mail from insurance companies to be able to put on the side of your refrigerator. I know I am. So think about providing value at the same time. It can't just be something that you're randomly putting in there that you're like, oh, this will work for everything. If you do recipes, you put a conversion chart in. No. What are you specifically doing? What is your elevator pitch? I know, Katie, I just saw you come in. Katie is Joe's semi-homemade and for larger families. So her, um, a conversion chart would not be the only thing that she could put into a lead magnet. Katie's going to want to start to think about, okay, what is it about large families? What do they kind of have trouble with. Maybe it's going to be something that's geared towards meal planning, but it's not going to be a hundred page ebook that walks them through how she meal plans. It's going to be, here's a checklist of how I decide what's in my pantry, what I can use and what I cannot use. Here is my, um, here's a principle for you to use Monday through Friday for you to be able to plan out your week as far as what you're going to be making. Then maybe she's going to do a checklist. Make sure that when you head to the grocery store, you have these particular items that are on your list or already in your pantry. So it's going to have multiple pieces to it so that it provides the value that the audience has come to expect. 
from you or wants to be getting from you. Because when they get that value, they feel like they should have paid for it. And in return, when you come out with a product, they are more likely to purchase. And when you email them with a new post, they're going to come to give you that traffic because they're loyal to you. You've provided them with value. They know that you have their best interest at heart. So they're going to want to come and see what it is that you're doing as far as a new blog post and sending you traffic. So make sure though that you are using that data. It's important that you look and see what is driving traffic. If there is a blog post that is on your site that you no longer do, hand lettering, for example, was something that Morgan had on her site that went viral and crazy for her for Pinterest, but she had one post on it and hated doing it. It wasn't something she was ever going to do again. So does it make sense to grow your list off of that traffic if it's not something you're interested in? No, it only makes sense to grow your list with something that you're going to be able to talk about that you feel like you're being an expert in and is something that you can continue to create content around. So look at your data, but be smart about the data. If it's from a viral post on Pinterest and you know you're never creating something about that again, don't do it that. Don't create a list. Don't create a lead magnet specific for that. Third tip for you is ask your audience. And people say to me, oh, I don't know my audience. I don't know who they are. They're coming to me from Pinterest. They come and they leave and they don't care. No, you do have a Facebook page. You do have an Instagram account. You definitely have Pinterest, which I understand, but get a welcome email sequence in place. Get something in place so that when you create that lead magnet, you can then ask them, what's your biggest struggle? And maybe the lead magnet you have right now isn't good enough. But because you're asking them what their biggest struggle is, you can create something that's even better. Talk to your audience. And just here, she actually recently shared in my Influencer Entrepreneurs Facebook group that she is seeing a ton of reach and engagement on her Facebook page. And we all know that Facebook Zero has said that your Facebook page is not going to get shown in the feed. But... That's if you're trying to drive traffic. If you are trying to have a conversation, they are more than willing to share that and to show that in the feed. So ask your audience, ask them questions. Remember, you're not just randomly asking them questions though. You're not gonna ask them, hey, what are you having for dinner tonight? Too broad, it doesn't tell you anything. Instead, what was your biggest struggle with creating dinner for tonight? Did you meal plan? Are you a meal planner? Yay or nay to meal planning and why or why not? Okay, you have to ask these targeted questions, especially if that's where you think that you're possibly going to be going as far as a product or even just the lead magnet. Be intentional. You can't just randomly put out content and randomly put out questions and not it have a purpose behind it. Have a purpose, make sure that it is targeted and use those accounts. If you have a huge Instagram account that gets a ton of engagement, ask on there. Use Insta stories. Polls are great for that. Now, here's something to keep in mind. If you have a smaller Instagram account and you don't get a ton of information from the poll, only one or two people answer, that is not valid, right? Think back to like statistics. When we were in um, college or high school, they talked a little bit about it. You have to have a larger pool in order to really know. So don't think like that's the end all be all. I did a poll and two people told me they wanted parenting and they wanted a potty training book. While one person said they wanted more information about how to be a healthy mom. That's not enough information to really dive in and start creating a product. Don't go crazy here, okay? You have to be using multiple outlets. Engage with that audience. Get them talking to you. 
The fourth thing that you can do when you are creating your lead magnet is what is your product? Some of us know we have a product in us. Some of us they feel like, you know what, I was put on this earth to be able to talk about this and to create a course or to create a book or to um, put something out there to be offer a service where um, I'm supposed to be a health coach. I know that I'm a certified health coach. That is what I'm supposed to be doing. Then if that is the case, then you need to think back. Okay, if you're a certified health coach and that is the service that you are trying to sell at the end of your funnel, then you need to create a lead magnet that is going to get them in line with your service. Okay, so think about what is a lead magnet that would help me get to my services of being a health coach? Um, Rita, that's an excellent question. How many responses make a valid conclusion? So I would say, like, look at your overall audience. Look at the engagement that you're getting regularly on posts. Um, I would say that it really depends upon... Um, it depends. Yes, I'm laughing at you. Yes, I'm sort of talking about you, but I was think, actually thinking about someone else when I said that health coaching. Um, but read it. You want to think, look at overall engagement. Like, what are you normally seeing? If you have a smaller audience on Instagram, go to Facebook. You ask different places. Ask in your email. Um, ask in someone else's possible Facebook group. That is a great way to kind of get research. And I think Katie, who is here right now, has done this as well. She didn't even realize she did it. I saw it and I messaged her and was like, you just found out what you needed to do for a lead magnet without even trying. Um, use other Facebook groups to ask open-ended questions. It's research. You can do it. Think about like the mom's groups that you're a part of. Locally, many of us are in mom's uh, local mom groups. Use those Facebook groups to ask them questions about what it is that they're trying to do, especially if your audience is moms. You don't have to put something in. Now, I'm not telling you to go into a Facebook group and say, "Here, here's my lead magnet, download it. What do you think about this? No, you're going to get your butt kicked out if you do that. But what I can tell you is go into the group and say, are you, do you find mealtime like a struggle for you guys? Are you a larger family? What is the biggest struggle that you have as a larger family to getting dinner on the table without it being a ton of stress? Okay. Think in those terms, asking these open-ended questions to kind of get a feel for it. There are definitely Facebook groups out there that you can do that. Even the business blogger Facebook groups. You have to remember that a lot of the bloggers that are out there, they're your target audience. That's why masterminds with me work so well, because I can put people together that they may not be in the same niche, but they are that person's target audience. So keep that in mind. Like you can go into influencer entrepreneurs Facebook group and ask an open-ended question about being a mom and mealtime. And I'm not going to have a problem with it. Um, the engagement may not be overly there because it's not a topic that they're expecting to be asked in that group, but you never know. So use them, try it, you know, just make sure you check rules with specific Facebook groups. Um, Jess said, when I finally looked at my data, so if you were coming from and then realized I wasn't leading people to anything I had to offer, it really changed things for me. Yes. So um, Jess, I swear to you, I was not talking about you. I actually had a health coach that did my launch pro coaching program with me for the past three months. And I knew that she had, we were building it because she knew she had a service. She was a health coach and that was her service. And she was small. She is building her site, building up her content. So we had to create a lead magnet and we already knew what her end result was. So a lot of you may know what your product or service is going to be. So then you need to make sure that it flows into showing 
showing them that your product or service is needed. That's what you're always trying to show them throughout this process with your lead magnet. Okay, the fifth and final thing that you want to be thinking about when you choose a lead magnet is what do you want to be known for? What is it that you're passionate about? I know for me, when I started the Jenny Melrose side of things, I knew that sponsor post was my jam. I knew that's what I wanted to be known for. I knew that that's what I had to create my content for. That's what I was comfortable in. And that's what I wanted to be known for when it came to um, bloggers that were teaching other bloggers. Now, I have started to really develop a good rapport with my specific audience, with influencers, and I know the pain points. There's a reason that I know those pain points, you guys. People have said to me, Jenny, it was like you wrote an email and it was meant, it was, you wrote it to me. And I said to the person during that consult, I said to them, why do you think that is? And they're like, well, you just have a way of like understanding the way that other, you know, other people think. I looked at it and I was like, no, it's not because I understand how other people think. It's how I think. It's I am in your shoes. I know what it's like to continue to feel like I'm not monetizing or to struggle with my husband because he doesn't see the money coming in. And I'm spending all this time online. I know those struggles of questioning myself, of not feeling like I'm big enough. And looking and doing comparisons to other bloggers and seeing that this one went to Iceland and this one went to Hawaii and it was sponsored. Why am I not being asked to do these kind of things? I've done it. I have been there and I understand that. And because of that, it's easier for me to be able to talk to you guys. It's easier for me to be able to write an email and show you how I understand because I am in it. And you have to think of it that way yourself. What are you in the thick of? What do you know so well? And for a lot of my clients, it can take time to figure that out. It can take time of writing content and seeing what does well. And you don't, again, like when you create content, you're not trying to throw a piece of spaghetti up against the wall. Like that's not what you're trying to do here. You are trying to be systematic. You're trying to figure out, okay, what did they like? What doesn't do well. And sometimes it's going to be random. It's going to be Pinterest. Something goes viral. Um, someone saw it and they pinned it and they have no following, but somehow it got repinned a hundred thousand times. Been there. Okay. And I have no idea why it continues to do well. The pictures are terrible. It was from five years ago, whatever the reasoning is. Just Trying to be strategic, be more targeted about what it is that you're creating so that the content that you are creating can have a lead magnet in it that can then work to a funnel. This is how, if you listened to the new episode that came out on the podcast today, I talked about this whole idea of influencer entrepreneurs. This kind of thinking is how you take your business from just a blogger, which I hear too many women saying to people, I'm just a blogger. This is how you take your business from just a blogger to being an influencer entrepreneur. You are working your business. You are being targeted. You are specific about what it is that you are trying to do. And you are trying to grow that. That is what makes you a business owner. So 
I hope that if you are watching the replay, if you are listening to the podcast, please leave me a question that you may have in the comments. You can always head over to the Jenny Morrow's Facebook page. All of the videos are here. You can find them each week. If you're alive with me now, you want to binge watch previous videos, you can totally do that. All of the videos also get uploaded to the show notes on JennyMelrose.com where you will find all of the podcast episodes. You can listen to it and also read the blog post because I want to make sure that you are able to really figure out your learning style, what works best for you and use it to your advantage. All of the videos from our live broadcast are also embedded into those posts. So I appreciate you all so much for joining in. If you haven't liked the Jenny Morrow's Facebook page and you are here now, please make sure you do. I love being able to um, interact with you guys. Leave me a review on the Facebook page even or leave me a review on the podcast. It helps for other women to find me. And that is what it, this is about to me. It is about finding other just bloggers and turning them into influencer entrepreneurs. So I hope you guys will take the time to do that. I appreciate it so much when you guys do. And I will see you all next week, Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. If you're going to be at SNAP, come find me. I will be there. So I am heading out to Utah at the end of this week. I would love to meet you in person if you're going to be at the SNAP conference. All right, I will talk to you all soon. All right. Well, there you have it. Clearly, this is something near and dear to me. It was something that for the Melrose family, I struggled with. So I know what it feels like to not know what the perfect lead magnet should be. And also, guess what? That's okay. It's okay to feel like you don't know what the lead magnet should be because it's going to take some time to really get a feel for your audience. And even if you create something now, you may find out three months down the road that you need to adjust it or you need to tweak it. And that's okay as well. You don't have to be perfect. I want you really to take that in and understand that being perfect isn't what we're going for here. If you wanted to be perfect, it's likely that your business wouldn't be out there yet. Dive in, put something up that you feel that you've done the research to make sure it's something that your audience wants. But at the same time, if you have to adjust it, it's okay. Growing that list is the right thing to be doing. It is the path. It is a good path. It is the right direction you need to be going. All right, guys, I appreciate it beyond words when you actually share this content with friends family, whoever you think that it would resonate with. Plus, if you leave us a review, I will be sure to send you a personal thank you as well. The reviews that you leave either on the Jenny Morrow's Facebook page or even on iTunes or Stitcher help to be able to find other influencers and bloggers that haven't found me yet. I'm more likely to come up and search when they are looking for a podcast. So if you would do me a favor and leave me a review, I would absolutely adore you and appreciate it so much. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 